The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey, it's Pastor Doug Bursch and the Fairly Spiritual show is coming up next. So I saw a bunch of people get upset about a shaving commercial. You know shaving when you take a razor and you shave the hair that's on your body? Well, uh, a company made a commercial about how some forms of masculinity are toxic. And what did we get? A bunch of toxic responses. Is there such a thing as toxic masculinity? I think so. But I know there's also something such as toxic humanity. On today's show, we're going to talk about toxic responses to the world and how we can approach the world with a little bit more gentleness. So glad you could join us. I am Pastor Doug Bursch, the host of the Fairly Spiritual Show. And uh, I don't want to be a reactionary show, but every once in a while you got to talk about things that are going on in culture. I used to do a daily talk show on another Christian radio station. It was a two-hour Christian talk show where every day I would look at the news stories and try to find things to talk about. And sometimes it was pretty depressing. Well, uh, this week... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Fairly Spiritual, and I go to Facebook. Not as much, by the way. This show has a Facebook page, um, the Fairly Spiritual Show. You can catch us on the Facebook page, and by the way, you can also go to FairlySpiritual.org and uh, donate for the show, or you can text me. Please text me three six zero eight one eight forty five thirteen. That's three six zero. 818-4513. Tell me if you listen to the show. 360-818-4513. Well, anyway, I'm um, I'm on Twitter, I think it was, and I see all these people upset about a commercial. And I don't want to commercialize the show, so I'm not going to mention the shaving company. There's not that many, but there's there was a commercial that was brought out where um, it's directed towards men. Although razors can be used for men or women, but, you know, there's manly razors and female razors. Although we all know, uh, men, you know that when, when you're, uh, you know, you know, you go, you buy, you borrow your wife's pink razor to shave. We've all done that. Uh, and I know that the, the women in my house have borrowed my razor as well, but that's another show entirely. But anyway, so their commercial, I'm just seeing all these tweets and all this outrage about this shaving company and this terrible ad that they have out. And I'm thinking, what, what man, this what, what awful thing have they done? And if you listen to the ad, and I'm not going to play it, and I know now you're going to have to Google it and find it yourself, or, or maybe you've already heard it. Maybe you've already given strong opinions. Maybe you're right now, you're ready to be offended because you were greatly offended by this ad. But I'm just I'm just going to talk to you like we're just going to have a, a conversation here where I'm just as politely as I can I can say it. I'm going to talk about the madness that seems to exist in our society. So I go and I listen to this ad and basically it's an ad talking about that 
man, there have been a lot of forms of male expression or men expressing a lot of things that are kind of toxic. And that's in the category of toxic masculinity. And just behaviors, ways that men have been treating each other, uh, ways that men have been, things that they've been excusing uh, with how they treat women, that's toxic, toxic masculinity. And they, and they tie it to the Me Too movement and abuse issues and harassment. And basically the commercial says, hey, you know, we need to do a better job. And uh, as I look at it, you, you could say, I don't know if I want my razor company preaching to me. I get that. You could say that. But by the way, in almost all our advertising, there's all kinds of preaching going on. There's, there's all kinds of virtue signaling. So there's nothing new in that. I mean, you, you watch truck commercials and they got the American flag flying and they're, you know, we've come back from worse things. Like there, there's, all, there's always some sort of thing going on there. So, so it's not new in that sense. But there's people just irate that this razor company would, I guess, point out reality. Because I'm, I'm a man and I've, I've lived in this culture and there are some really lousy expressions out there when it comes to men and when men gather together. There's some terrible things and there's some statistics to back it up. And by the way, this is one of those areas where someone is just going to get irate. Irate that I would point this out. I, I've pastored for enough years that there's, there's nothing you can do to convince me otherwise that there aren't some incredibly, incredibly toxic forms of masculinity out there. And by the way, I don't, this is the problem. That shouldn't be defined as masculinity. That's not what masculinity is. That When someone says toxic masculinity, I think what they're saying is we've called certain things masculinity that shouldn't be called masculinity. They've got nothing to do with what, you know, masculinity should be. And so we get into all this issue of what's masculinity and what's, femininity, but what's even worse is the responses to this are incredibly toxic. All this anger and all this vileness. And one of the things that I've noticed among Christians is how Christians are following people who have attitudes that are simply not Christ-like. How Christians are following people who do not follow the Bible. If you will look in these discussions, you'll find men and women who simply are not followers of Christ, men and women who you know don't read the Bible, don't go to church, don't pursue God, who are leading in the outrage. And then there's Christian men and women who are following their outrage. And the fact that we would align ourselves with people who do not follow God is another profoundly troubling thing. And so someone right now might be going, oh, Doug, this is too much. You're making too much out of something. But I, I want to get at an important area. And, and this is just one area. There, there's so much outrage in our culture right now. Just so much outrage. And sometimes people will be like, you know, we're, we're attacking men and men need to be men and, and women need to be women. And, you know, masculinity is just how it is. And I've even seen Christians kind of adopt this concept of masculinity that just really isn't in the scripture. It's, it's this kind of Hollywood, John Wayne, imaginary masculinity and often it's a masculinity that they just kind of formed from some sort of fantasy of what they think a real man is supposed to be, whatever that means. I've seen men's groups even formed around this kind of real man masculinity that just really isn't in the scripture. 
And, and I'm just going to give you one example, and it's this. Do a word search on the word gentleness. And, and this is something, I've done this before, and, and I will talk about this uh, through social media, and people will get so angry with me when I ask them just to do a word search on gentleness. Sometimes people will make huge crusades about something they think is very important and very spiritual. They'll say, you know, this is what America needs. This is what, you know, we need prayer in the schools or some, some big issue, and they make it a huge issue. Sometimes they will make a huge issue out of something that just isn't in Scripture. It might be implied by Scripture, but there's not really a direct verse that's even about it. Well, here's something where there are all kinds of verses directly that speak to gentleness. Verse after verse that speaks to gentleness. And when I talk about the fact that the Bible mentions that leaders are supposed to be gentle, that men are supposed to be gentle, that gentleness is an expression of masculinity, that gentleness is an expression of what a good pastor is supposed to be, they get upset and they're like, oh, you know, that's just your thing, Doug. And I'm here to tell you, no, that's not just my thing. That's a biblical thing. And if your response to a commercial you don't like is not gentleness, is not at some level to pursue a biblical response. If you are not someone who is embracing the ministry of gentleness, then you're not responding in a biblical manner. And, and some people will listen to this, and they, in fact, they will not listen to this show. They'll, they'll just be getting ready to send me some negative email or something they're upset about. or I don't know what they'll focus in on, but they're going to reject Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that says gentleness is what every leader is supposed to express. By the way, right now, I, I know someone's like, well, Jesus turned over tables. Jesus turned over tables. I'll get there. It is it is almost laughable that the first thing you hear someone say is Jesus turned over tables. In fact, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna put that off because right now, Jesus turned over tables. He wasn't very gentle. Well, here's a couple things about Jesus. One, Jesus is Messiah. So unless you're Messiah, you gotta be careful about how non-gentle you're going to be. Here's another thing about Jesus turning over tables. It was about a big thing, about a whole system that he saw that was corrupt in the temple. And also, after Jesus turned over the tables in the temple, he died for every single person in that room. So if you want to turn over tables, you better die for every single person whose table you've overturned. And the bigger issue, what makes Jesus' turning over tables so radical, is Jesus is known as being gentle. In fact, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. He is known as loving. He is known as gentle. And therefore, when he turns over the tables in the temple, that is a radical expression of his messianic message. Okay, we're going to get into this. I'm going to read some scriptures on gentleness and talk about how there's a toxic humanity and a toxic masculinity and a toxic expression there that we must deal with. And it's the fact that we're not embracing our mandate to be gentle in this world. More to come. Hey, I'm a little fired up today. I got to get to that point, don't I? Okay, hey, this is what I'd love for you to do. Could you text the show, 360-818-4513? Send me a message, but be gentle about it, 360-818-4513. Also, we need your support to keep this show on the air. We need at least one person a week to give $25, $50, $100. Uh, in order to do that, go to the website, fairlyspiritual.org. 
That's fairlyspiritual.org. Your donation keeps us on the air. And please pick up my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. You can get that at Amazon. All right. So let's get into this gentleness. Jesus said, I am gentle and lowly of heart. Yes, there are expressions where he spoke harshly to the Pharisees, or it sounded pretty harsh, and he turned over tables. But Jesus was clearly known as loving. Are you clearly known as loving? Is the church clearly known as loving? Are your leaders clearly known as gentle, as kind? Because the scripture has scripture after scripture about us being gentle. And it is toxic masculinity if men are known as brutish, as controlling, as harsh, as manipulative, as not being gentle. If your leader is not gentle, they're not being Christ-like. If your pastor is not gentle, they're not being Christ-like. In any expression, if someone is a Christian leader, they're going to be gentle. I was looking at this. Uh, Galatians, of course, we know the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So there's one. That's something, yeah, masculinity, kindness. Yes, if you're a Christian and you're a man, you're going to be kind. So you know what's toxic masculinity? If you're not kind. So any commercial or any kind of uh, blog or tweet or speaker who says, you know what, it's toxic that men are encouraged not to be kind. You know what, that is toxic masculinity. By the way, women and men should be kind. But in our culture where we say, you know, men are just men, you know, and sometimes they're jerks. Nope. If a man is yielded to God and yielded to the Spirit, they're going to be kind. The kindest person in the room is going to be the most manly man in the room. Well, you know, he's just a man's man. You know what a man's man is? A man's man is kind. Because the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. You know what true masculinity is? Gentleness. Well, you know, they're, you know he's kind of brutish and harsh because he's just a man. We got to let, you know, let boys be boys. Nope. Not if someone is yielding to the Spirit. If you're yielding to the Spirit, you're gentle. That, that's the fruit of the Spirit. This isn't Doug making up some theology. This is if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and the fruit of living for God and the Holy Spirit is that you will be kind and gentle. The next one is self-control, by the way. There, you know, well, you know, men, they just, sometimes they got to get in fights. You know, when men, uh, when you're watching a football game or a basketball game or any kind of sport and they quickly get into a fight and you say, you know, boys will be boys. You know, if you're led by the spirit, you're self-controlled. Self-control is an expression of true masculinity. So we don't let those things just pass as masculinity or just, you know, that's just how men are. No, that's how depraved men are. That's how we are when we don't yield to God. Now, now, do we lose our temper? Yes. And do we lack kindness? Yes. And are we always gentle? No, we're not always gentle. I, I get that. I get that people fail and we fall short of the glory of God. And I get it that we need grace and mercy, but we don't justify sin because people fall short of the goodness of God. We call people to what the Scripture calls us to, and the Scripture calls us to gentleness. In Galatians 6, 1, 
Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. That means on social media, if you think someone's an heir, you never go after them like a jerk. Never. If you're a jerk on social media, you're not being Christ-like. Because right here it says, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Spiritual people are gentle in the way they confront people in their sins. Well, I'm just speaking the truth. That's why I'm a jerk. No, you're a jerk because you're not yielding to God. People who yield to God, when they catch someone in a transgression, when they catch someone in error, when they see someone is faulty in their theology, even if in this show I was faulty in my theology, I didn't have it right, you would approach me and my transgressions in a spirit of gentleness, if you're biblical, because that's Galatians 6, 1. It's all over Scripture. Uh, here's another one, Ephesians 4, 2. Uh, or, he goes, uh, this is Paul, and let's go in the beginning here, just in context, 4, 1. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. This is how Christians walk worthy in the world. How Christian, And by the way, all these things, when I'm talking about masculinity, now, all these admonitions, these go for women as well. I'm just going after the men a little bit because I saw a commercial where a bunch of people got upset because a razor company said maybe men should be a little more gentle and kind. And I saw a bunch of Christians say, oh, that's just how men are. Men are just jerks. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable the garbage Christians follow and pursue. We have lost our moorings in the word of God. Here's the word of God. This is what Galatians 4 says. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility, that's masculinity, and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's a man's man. There's masculinity. That's what it looks like. It just goes on and on and on. 1 Thessalonians 2, 7, Paul says, this is how we were with you. Paul says, you know when we were with you, we were like a bunch of brutish men. No, he doesn't say that. He says, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. I will hear Christian men say, you know the problem with our culture is we're not allowing men to be men. You know, we're, we're feminizing this culture and that's the problem. We need to mascul- you know, make this culture more masculine. And that's the reason people don't go to church, is it's too feminine. And here's the Apostle Paul. Here's the illustration he uses. Paul says, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. He says we were like a mother nursing our children. Paul would be taken to task. Oh, you're feminizing the gospel. You're making us look weak. Give us a war illustration. It goes on and on and on. In the pastoral epistles, and those are 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus, they're qualification for leaders. And guess what qualification a leader must have to lead the church in the pastoral epistles? Gentleness. Here's, here's, um, here's just a list of for an overseer. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. And by the way, some of these, these qualifications were just 
what was expected in society. It wasn't like super moral things. It was just like, hey, you know, the church is going to meet in your house, so you need to be respected by other people around you. So a lot of this was just, you don't want to look shameful to the world. It wasn't even to other Christians. It was just the world has certain expectations, so your house needs to be a place that the world will respect. So it says, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable. By the way, I think uh, these should be the, you know, how we pick our presidents too. Able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Gentle. Over and over and over again, you see it. 2 Timothy 2.25. Oh, we'll go to 2.24. And the Lord's servant, this is what the Lord's servant is supposed to be. So this is what a Christian man looks like. Again, if you join me late, I'm talking about people who get upset with the term toxic masculinity. There is a form of toxic masculinity and toxic humanity. Here's what 2 Timothy 2.24 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. And, the, and by the way, this is one of the, the biggest things. If you're constantly in fights with people on social media, you're not serving the Lord. Well, I'm advancing the gospel and there's conflicts. No, you're quarrelsome. If you're not a peacemaker, if that's not even your goal, if your goal is just to win an argument and to point out who's wrong and that you're right, that, that's not Christ-like. Christians communicate for reconciliation purposes. You see someone in the darkness and you bring them to the light and your goal is for them to experience the love of God, for them to draw closer to God, and for you to draw closer to them. It's reconciliation. Your goal is for them to feel genuine love from you and genuine love from God as you communicate the truth. Well, I don't care if people get upset. I'm just speaking the truth. Well, you're not living the truth because you should care. Because here we see in 2 Timothy 2.24, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. That means you're kind to every president, not just the one in your political party. That means you're kind to every person. Kind to everyone. That means you're the kindest person to to the person who teaches your kids. Christians should be the kindest people on the face of the earth able to teach patiently, enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Gentleness. Titus 3.2. He says, Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities and to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courteous courtesy towards all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, pass- passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Just goes on and on, and on, and on. 
James 3.17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That's how we should describe our defined masculinity. My friends, don't be led astray by the dialogues of this world. Be led astray by Scripture. Let Scripture lead you. Let the Spirit lead you into gentleness. I don't know how we necessarily define masculinity and femininity, but I do know how we define being a Christian. And Christians are called to be gentle and kind. If gentleness and kindness is not what people would call you, then repent and turn to God today. Gentleness and kindness should be your name, and it should be my name as well. We are called to gentleness. Thanks for listening. Hey, I so much appreciate you listening to today's show. I'd love it if you could text me, give me some feedback that you've been listening to the show. Here's the number, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. Please support our show to keep it on the air. We don't talk about other people's sins as much as we talk about our own sins. Repentance starts in our house. Go to fairlyspiritual.org. That's fairlyspiritual.org and donate today. I'll see you next week. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.